0: Welcome to the episode 8 of my Babaji series. In this episode we will be looking more deeply into the amazing sacred ways in which the masters of Gyanganj or Shambhala got connected with Mohanji through Avaduta Nadananda. I will be quoting from his autobiography, part two, and will be going through all the beautiful events and experiences that followed after Moranji's encounter with Avadvuta Nadananda. I will be also offering my commentaries to some of those experiences where I was present. Welcome. This is Avaduta description of the entire encounter with Mohanji and what followed after that. Occasionally I will give uh, my humble commentary uh, of my own impressions from some of those experiences. So it goes like this. The day before Jayanti in 2015 at Dhar in Madhya Pradesh, Mohanji and family came to meet me. It was not planned in any way. I knew nothing about him except that he is from Kerala, my home state. My friend Sri Nagarajan from Varanasi played the catalyst here. He arranged our meeting. When Moranjin group came into my room, he prostrated at my feet in deep reverence. At this first meeting itself, both of us were in a silent void for some time. There was a strange familiarity. There was an instant bonding. Something attracted me to him. He was humble and quiet. I realized that Moranji himself is a recognized guru in the world spiritual arena and already has his own following. His humility never displayed his stature. He never explained in detail what he does in the world and this was amusing to me. Usually people are eager to display their achievements and credentials. Most of people in the world are in a hurry to prove themselves. Here is a different man who has already attained a stature in the world, but never cared. He had no heirs or protocols. He behaved as humble as a loyal disciple. This made things easier. There was no ego barrier between us. I was not quite thinking about the divine design behind this seemingly strange encounter. I asked Moranji rather bluntly to tell me the purpose of his visit and what he wants from me. His reply was instant. I want nothing except your blessing. I felt a deep urge to see you after I saw your picture in the book that Sri Nagarajan gifted to me. I have no other reason or purpose for this visit. I told him there are no coincidences. There is always a larger purpose. I also said not to worry, surely mother will tell me. I arranged for their stay nearby and asked him to stay back for a day and leave day after that agenti. After they left my room, I was in isolation in my room and suddenly I had a vision of the great Mahatapa Baba of Gyan Ganj, also known as Matar Babaji, and heard a murmuring voice, Take care of Mohanji. I asked how, but no reply was forthcoming. But I got the meaning of it. The following day, the day of Datta Jayanti, 2015, I announced my intention to honor Mohanji in keeping with the instruction of the Guru Mandala. I decorated him with a shawl and a shri Yantra in front of all the people present at the ashram in Dar that day. Because I never told him then, Mohanji did not know anything about what Mahatapa said to me. Mohanji told me that none of this was necessary. He had no expectations or demands, nor did he ponder further on the purpose of our meeting. I also decided to let time reveal things. I didn't tell him all this right away. And time went by. Mohanji and I were in touch regularly by telephone and through inner communion. My ailment was arresting my mobility most of the time. On Mohanji's birthday, as per the Indian calendar, in early March 2016, we met again and I initiated him into Sri Vidya. In June 2016, I was invited to join Mohanji in Shirdi for the inauguration of a vegan restaurant, Ahimsa Vegan, as well as Madhuban, both owned by some close disciples of Mohanji. I agreed to come not only because I support a non-violent lifestyle, but also because I already had an insight that something very important was about to happen in Shirdi. Trip to Shirdi Before we embarked on the Shirdi trip, I phoned Mohanji and told him that two of us should walk the streets of Shirdi together. I knew his schedule would be busy due to the function for which many of his disciples would come to Shirdi. I asked him to ensure that he dedicates some time for a silent walk in Shirdi. He said, Guruji, your wish is my command. Do consider it as done. Hence, Soon after breakfast, two of us started walking towards the temple of Sai Baba, Dvarkamai and the Samadhi Mandir. I told Monji that we won't be going into the Samadhi Mandir and those who must meet us will meet us on the streets of Shirdi. We walked seemingly aimlessly and only only I knew the higher purpose for taking him alone through the sacred streets of Shirdi. While walking together, I pointed out to him how many thousands of people are eating their food in Sai Baba's name today, how many shops, restaurants, hospitals and schools get their sustenance in Sai Baba's name. While Sai Baba was in his body, he hardly had any food to eat. Hardly anybody offered him food or shelter, except perhaps a handful of people. Both Monji and I have experienced similar situations in life. Today we may not have sufficient funds, but tomorrow so many will thrive in our name. The likes of us receive discrimination and betrayal while living, and glorification after death. As we continued to walk together in blissful silence, as one consciousness, I assured Manji that I will never leave his hand. I revealed to him that our relationship was several lifetimes old and that I will always protect, protect him and empower him to do more in the world, just like my Guru helped me. I could feel the pain of betrayals that he endured, just like I did, and told him that he will never have any problems in life. Guru Mandala will ensure that. Those who left or betrayed his trust lost him forever. It is their loss. Those who see only our terrestrial side will completely miss the consciousness and the tradition that we represent such people do not possess the eligibility to walk the golden path of Lord Datta to the ultimate end. I thus encourage him to just relax and do more for the world. I assured him that I shall be with him all through. This is a promise I was happy to make because I knew Moanji well. The walk continued until we finally stopped at the temples of Lord Shiva, Shani, Saturn and Ganesha inside the Shirdi temple complex. And there he was, my beloved Paramesti Guru, Guru's Guru's Guru, Brighuram Paramahamsa, with his matted hair and sparkling eyes standing right in front of the Shani temple. As usual, he was invisible to most people except perhaps myself and Mohanji. Those who are subtle could possibly see a lean man with matted hair, a wandering saint or a nath sadhu standing and looking at the entrance of the Lord Shani temple. But nobody except me knew who he really was and why he came. I mentally prostrated to him and told Mohanji that he is the one who was waiting for us. I took out the hundred rupee note, which was prepared for this way back, wrapped up in the cloth around my waist. And I placed this hundred rupee note into Mohanji's hand. I then instructed him to give it to the sadhu. Mohanji took the money and walked towards the great Briguram Paramahamsa, who then turned and looked deep into Mohanji's eyes. He received the money from Mohanji and graciously bowed down to him. We walked on. I was filled with deep joy and awe. I said nothing to Moranji at that point in time, nor did he ask me the significance of what happened just now. One thing about Moranji is that he hardly sought explanations for anything and almost always never asked why about anything. I was just deeply contented for I knew what this meant. Briguram Paramahamsa as you know from my autobiography, is the guru of Bhagavan Nityananda and my direct connection to Gyan Ganj. When Monji gave a dakshina to Briguram Paramahamsa, which he accepted, he made a direct connection with Gyan Ganj. Thus, my job was over. I connected Mohanji with Gyan Ganj. Soon we left the temple. While walking back I revealed to Manji that Shirdi Sai Baba was the 37th pontiff of Gyan Ganji and I am the 48th. Now I am not well. It is time for me to remove this mantle. I am waiting for the orders for that. The power of this incarnation will remain and multiply for three hundred years after leaving the physical form. Same was with Sai Baba, same with me. I wanted to make sure that Manji understands that his existence has a different flavor than mine, but that we are one in consciousness. I made it clear to him that I do not touch money. When people give me money, I use it for serving the needy. I do not have a bank account. But Monji is different. He is a grihasti. He has a family and a responsibility to take care of them. I told him that he must lead a different lifestyle than me and live like a regular householder. I always treat Monji as my brother, not as my disciple. When an older brother is transferring everything he has to his younger brother, he has faith in him. I told Maranji why I sign off my mails to him with Brotherly Nadananda. I do not want to have any barrier between us, not even that of a guru and disciple. I am like his elder brother. I come to him, he need not come to me, he need not take any effort anymore. He has already come to me, come back to me. Now it is my turn. I come towards him running, just like my guru came running to me and took over my life and destiny. I thus told Monji to just be available. Just be there. I later revealed to Monji what had happened in front of the Shani temple at Shirdi. I could make out that Moranji recognized from the eyes of the sadhu that he was no ordinary wandering saint, but his gateway to the ultimate reality. He understood that this man belonged to Guru Mandala, but did not know his full identity. I then told him that this was Briguram Paramahamsa himself, the one who took me to Gyan Ganj, he is the one who guided me. He is eternal. The Revelation in Mukambika The final confirmation about Manji being my successor happened during my trip to Mukambika on Guru Purnima in July 2016. It was my great wish to undertake this final trip During which I would visit all the places sacred to me, the places that I formerly visited with my beloved Guru, Taramai. It was a wonderful experience. I relived the times I spent with her years ago. On the eve of Guru Purnima, while at Mukambika, Bhriguram Paramahamsa suddenly appeared in my room. With his unique firmness and clarity, he told me, You can step down now, you have found a successor." I knew what this meant. I had the first confirmation from Mahatapa, second in Shirdi, and now in Mukambika the final confirmation happened. Everything became crystal clear to me. He has come to receive from me, Mohanji was sent. This meant completion for me. 14, Fourteen years of my waiting for a successor was thus arriving at a fulfilling completion. Instant joy and relief filled my inner space. It was clear to me that Manji has been chosen by the Guru Mandala to be my successor. Usually every Guru gets raw marble to carve a suitable idol. Here I got a ready-made one. Mohanji hardly needed any chiseling. I waited for 14 years, and Mohanji came as a ready vessel, ready to receive. I was asked to confer the title of Brahmarishi to Mohanji. The The handing over ceremony of my spiritual powers to Mohanji was originally fixed for Datta Jayanti in December 2016. Due to my health challenges, as per the instruction of the Guru Mandala, I moved the ceremony earlier to Vijaya Dashami, which fell on October 10, 2016. I explained to Monji how important this function would be. I told him that it would be life-changing for him and for me and that his family members should join us. I then made it a point to personally invite his parents from Kerala and his wife Devi and daughter Mila from Europe over the phone, one by one. All of them were happy to come, and in the end, more than 80 devotees of Moranji from different parts of the world decided to join as well. I explained to Manji and his family that this is not an ordinary day, ordinary title ordinary function. All has been arranged by the Guru Mandala. After this function Mohanji will never be the same again. I will step down. He will climb up. The handover ceremony on Vijayadashami. I knew very well that such a ceremony has never happened in public in the past. Mohanji is already known in the world and I found it my responsibility to declare to the world about his new status. It was my responsibility to position him properly so that he could easily do his work in the world. I knew there would be many distractors who would try to belittle this function or belittle Mohanji and me. For Mohanji's sake, it had to be public and official. As per the instructions of the masters of the Guru Mandala, which I represent, it was my privilege to ordain Manji with the title of Brahmarishi. This was the last function that I intended to perform in this lifetime. The auspicious day of Vijayadashami, which marks the end of the tenth day celebrations honoring the Divine Mother, as well as the Mahasamadhi day of beloved Shirdi Sai Baba, was chosen for the function. I and the ashramites of Siddha Ganj in Kurnool worked hard for many days to prepare for the function. When close to 100 international guests arrived from different parts of the globe, the ashram was buzzing with activity as all experienced the warmth of, of heartfelt hospitality at the ashram. It was beautiful to see all basking in the love of the mother as one family. I must add here from my end that hospitality was truly amazing. And we were pampered and whatever extra food uh, we asked for Mila, it was given at any time we asked for it. It was really a feeling of being in the lap of the mother. I continue now, quoting Nadananda. A day before the actual ceremony, on the morning of Saturday, the ninth of October, I gave my last public satsang to the people who assembled at Karnul for the ceremony. In the evening, I led the Guru Mandala Puja, a powerful invocation and worship of Guru Mandala. Manji was at my side, In an extremely heightened state during the puja, I witnessed my beloved Guru Taramai and the masters of the Guru Mandala appearing in the room. All felt them and many could see them. It started raining right after the puja. No more signs were needed. Guru Mandala was happy with our offerings and our work. Rains could destroy our plans. I went out and called Lord Indra to withdraw the clouds. The rain stopped instantly. My humble comment again. This uh, ceremony was so incredibly grand. We all gathered in the room and there was this huge um, sacred geometry kind of drawing on which... uh, at certain specific points of the sacred geometry they were placing uh, oil lamps, uh, small bananas, flowers and the mantra chanting and everything was so profound and as the energy was kind of building up there came a point where we almost had no air in the room it became like very suffocating in, in a way and one had to really breathe very slowly uh, in order to withstand the energy. Now, because of my previous experiences with Marji, I knew that before anything big happens, usually there are tests. It's like a testing period. And some people did leave the room. So those who were not eligible to be there had to leave. But most of us stayed. And uh, we somehow continued breathing and endured the energy. And uh, clearly, at some point, we felt the presence of multiple masters. It was beyond description how grand this was. I will never, ever forget this moment and this blessing. And after all was over, the rain started to fall, heavy rain. It was beautiful to witness Avaduta Nadananda shouting at one moment, Indra! It was a big shout. He raised his arms towards the sky and shouted Indra. And then after some time, the rain stopped. (laughs) So all of this was really, really memorable, unforgettable. I continue quoting. Nadananda, part two of his autobiography. Mohanji and I met alone in my room at 4 a.m. for the actual handover of powers. I performed a special Homa for this purpose. One of my closest disciple, Sujata, was present as well to assist me. As I performed the Homa, the sacred flame went towards Mohanji. And I transferred all my energy to him. The full process would take twenty one to fifty-one days though. It all came from Guru Mandala, from Datta Bhagavan to Manji. Why he is selected is none of my business, and it is none of my business to analyze any of it. It has been decided by the higher authorities of Gyanganj by the sacred Guru Mandala, which I represent. I was thus relieved from all my responsibilities and noticed that my blood pressure immediately went back to normal. I was relieved. I felt totally relaxed and a big burden lifted off my shoulders that moment. The energy accumulated during years of intense sadhana in the Himalayas would not go to waste after all. I would not have to come back to earth to complete my tasks. I also paid my debts to my guru when I handed over to an able successor. The beloved Guru Mandala ensured that. It is my sankalpa that Moranji too reaches Gyan Ganj. I have no doubt that it will happen. On this auspicious day, Mohanji was included into the sacred Guru Parampara, the lineage of the Guru, the image of which was introduced to the public for the first time. Before the public function started, I arranged for another special ceremony, which was in a way blending the energies of East and West. I wanted to express my deepest gratitude to Achan and Amma, Moranji's parents, for bringing Moranji to earth and into my life. I told his father that Moranji has come with the power to lift seven generations before him and after him. The beauty of this process was transcendent and touched the hearts of all present. Amma was visibly engulfed by the most blissful energy and indeed looked like a Devi. I did my job. Uh, My commentary to this amazing event. Um, When Monji and I got married in 2010, we did not uh, do the spiritual aspect of the marriage. We did not do any sacred rituals. It was a simple wedding at the wedding clerk office in Serbia. So this moment in which... uh, Ava Nadananda acknowledged how special it was that um, Moranji from a Brahmin Nambudiri family from Kerala married a Western lady. uh, And uh, all all of this happened. All of us got together here. It was very special. And he asked me to wear a sari and do this um, uh, sacred ritual for Moranji's mother honoring mother of Manji as a Devi. So I have performed a sort of a arati to Manji's mother and it was really really special. <laughs> it was a beautiful special energy and it's true that Moranji's mother went into a sort of a trance state where she could feel the presence of Divine Mother within herself. And um, all of us were deeply touched by the sacredness of this moment by the way in which Avadhootananda Nandananda and Guru Mandala honored our family honored our relationships so it was really sacred very unfor- unforgettable I continue the quoting the public ceremony started in the afternoon when more than 300 people gathered in a marquee which was Specially erected and decorated for the function. After the launch of the first volume of the international version of my book, Autobiography of Anavaduta, and several other books in local languages, I adorned Moenji with a shawl and conferred upon him the title of Brahmarishi. Moenji then delivered a speech that brought tears in the eyes of all who were present. The speech ended with a silence. Deep cleansing happened in the people present at the function. As I was leaving, I could see some of the people who met me for the first time. They were literally sobbing. Something deep within them was stirred. Divine willed it that way. But that was not the way Mother would want the function to end. She wants to see her children in bliss, celebrating life and radiating her love. Gokulanji, one of my loving devotees who is a gifted musician and a group of talented fellow musicians poured out their love in musical art form on the stage. The beauty of bhakti expanded all the hearts. I thus decided to go back to the marquee. Sadness was replaced by a big explosion of joy which was celebrated through endless dance. The function ended in the mandir with the gangru, when Avadvuttanadananda dances with ecstasy, wearing anklets and a garland of bells around his hips. I went into the exalted state of the Divine Mother, and we celebrated Her grace, beauty and elegance in the vastly expanded state of consciousness. My feet moved in Her graceful dance to the powerful beat of the drum, by my beloved disciple Swami Ajayananda, as the purifying essence of frankincense engulfed all of us. This was the beautiful ending to an unforgettable day. The next day in the morning, I initiated Devi Mohan Moringa's wife and disciple into Sri Vidya. This was the last initiation that I performed. Uh, From my end, I have to say that uh, I was deeply touched by the love and attention given by Abhaduta Nadananda. I asked him one personal question and he said, Don't ask me, ask ask your guru, Mohanji. So in that way he has demonstrated the way uh, the guru parampara works and the importance of always honoring our immediate guru. There is no need to reach beyond that because accessing deeply and sincerely the consciousness of one's guru, we access the consciousness of all the gurus, all the masters, the entire lineage. So this was a powerful message that Nadananda gave me. Uh, I also very humbly asked for a picture of Sri Yantra just to add to the wall of my apartment in, in Slovenia where we were moving soon. And uh, I never expected what would happen next. Uh, when I asked that, not only did he give me a picture, he said, I know what am I, what I'm supposed to give you. Because the day before that, one lady brought a uh, meru of Sri yantra So he felt that because I asked for, even though I just asked for a picture, he felt it was meant to go to me, in fact, to our future ashram in Slovenia. So that day he handed over ceremoniously with the puja and flowers, uh, this golden plated, Uh, Meru of Sri Yantra to me, and this was truly overwhelming. (laughs) Um, I did not uh, have many experiences with Avadutanadananda, and somehow uh, he mainly communicates with Mohanji. Uh, But one time when we met him, uh, I was deeply touched with one experience which I would like to share. He told me um, about the pain on the right side of his neck, and he said, "I was there, but you you didn't recognize me." So I I was confused. What is he talking about? And then I remembered. And there was a moment when we, while we still lived in Serbia, when I went no sorry to drop Mila to the kindergarten. And when I came there, I realized it was closed and they moved to the nearby other option of the kindergarten, which is just around the corner. So it was um, cold outside or rainy, I can't remember, so I uh, decided I'll drive Mila there. We didn't put a seatbelt because it's literally half a minute by car from this location. So we just sat back in the car and I said, okay, I'll just drop you to the other house, the other kindergarten nearby. And... uh, Because of this, there was no seatbelt and I was kind of reversing uh, with the car. And I looked to the right. I didn't see any car coming. I looked very briefly. But there was a gray car, same color as the asphalt, which kind of disappeared from my eyesight. But it was very much so coming forth. I didn't see it. And as I was reversing onto the road... I just heard this squee- like really, really loud sound of the brakes. A car approaching at a high speed when fully on the brakes. And I could just feel that any second there'll be a big hit. But what happened was amazing. There was this loud sound, the brakes, and then a second before the hit, It all just stopped. There was no impact. Nothing happened. The car stopped a millimeter before my car. And uh, I was in a state of shock. (laughs) I came out of the car and came in front of that man and I just folded my palms together and I said, I'm so sorry, I did not see you. And he just... uh, you know, coming from a Christian tradition, he he made a sign of the cross, and he said, "Don't talk, don't talk. I I I, I need to digest this," and he just went away in his car. <laughs> he was in a state of shock as well, and uh, I just felt so grateful. I could feel there was like an energy buffer between him, his car, and our car, and the way this collision. This car accident was prevented, it was clearly not normal. But I didn't realize uh, who prevented it or how it happened. I I took it as the grace of the Guru Parampara. Uh, But then uh, Nadananda, when he shared with me that he had the pain on the right side of his neck, I realized immediately that this was it because the car was approaching us from the right and had this car hit us our heads would have turned left to the left very fast and we would have sprained the neck on the right side for sure and we've probably hit the head uh, on the window or God knows what else would have happened in terms of injury. So um, this was an example of how the grace of the masters work and how the Guru lineage works and how the available master at that moment uh, was sent forth to save us. I have no words to express my gratitude and I was just so amazed when I heard this. And uh, Nadananda told me that in order to recognize the presence you have to be uh, you have to increase your sadhana, you have to be more silent. Every Thursday be in Mauna, in silence the whole day. No meditation, no technique, just sit in silence. Um, I must say, I was not able to fulfill this until now. Having a child and many responsibilities, it was not possible. But every Thursday I do uh, my best to increase spiritual practice and hopefully one day I will reach the point of being in silence the whole day. Thank you for being with me on this journey um, this was a very special experience for all of us and um, Monji establishing the contact with the Guru Mandala of an entire Gyan Ganj through Nadananda remains one of the most memorable moments on our journey so far after this had happened I uh, had one experience uh, that I will never forget. It was again like a astral experience, very real. Um, I did not know down in my diary when it happened, but surely it was after this handover of spiritual powers that we experienced from Nadananda to Mohanji. Uh, I just found myself in a in some location that um, unknown to me, and there was um, I could see Satya Sai Baba in his saffron robe, and Mohanji talking to him. And next to Satya Sai Baba there was another master, whom I've never seen before. Um, he he was uh, slightly similar to Satya Sai Baba in terms of facial features but more slim. Uh, his hair was longer up to the shoulders. And um, I looked at him and I, I mean, I was in a great awe to be in presence of Satya Sai Baba and Moranji, and, but I was completely preoccupied. My attention went towards this master because I've not seen him before. So I bowed down and I asked, I'm not, I've not seen you before. May I know your name? And he said, he smiled and he said, I'm Guru Raman. So, again, I've never heard of Guru Raman, but there was something about him that was so fascinating. And he extended his right palm to me. Uh, so, it wasn't like, a, you know, when you extend the hand for handshake, the palm will be perpendicular to the floor. Here, the palm was facing upward. And I placed my right palm on his palm and simply briefly touched the palm. And I can still remember that touch. And I can remember just how amazingly smooth his palm was. Even babies don't have such a smooth, soft skin. It was like the paws of of, of a puppy or... I have no, I mean, there's there are no words to explain just how soft and gentle and smooth that palm felt. And there was just something about that touch. I really don't have an explanation, but something happened in that moment of touching his palm. And later on I asked Mohanji about this experience and he told me that I have met one of the masters of Ganj. So this is my experience so far. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, Briguram Paramhamsa was a guru of Bhagavan Nityananda uh, whose uh, samadhi is in Ganeshpuri. And uh, similarly a touch happened uh, but this time it was of the Murti of uh, Bhagavan Nityananda. Uh, so, this was way back before before Nadananda, years back, when I traveled to Ganeshpuri with Manji. And even though they didn't know who Manji uh, is, somehow, probably by the orders of uh, Bhagavan Nityananda telepathically, the priest allowed uh, Manji and I followed him to enter the sanctum sanctorum area, which is forbidden to other people. And there's this big. Um, kind of golden-like, golden-plated Murti of Bhagavan Nityananda, And we did the production and we walked around. And as we walked, Muranji whispered to me, try touching his spine. So in that moment, I placed my palm on the back uh, of the statue, right where the spine is. And it felt completely alive, like a touching the skin of a living person. And again, it was that baby soft skin and the warmth. And this palm and this spine had that exactly same vibration. I hope I can (laughs) convey this in words, but it was just so sacred, so pure and so powerful. And Maranji said, this is the spine of our tradition (laughs) so I now remember that experience as well so I leave you with that thought of the blessings of the tradition of the grace and I wish you to enter into that vibration and if you feel the calling to join the path in your own capacity and journey towards liberation Thank you.